Hello, hello, it's me, Portia O. I am your host of Life Me Life and Podcast, and I am so excited we're here tonight with episode number five, and I have a beautiful guest, as you can see, Shavante Walker. <laughs> hey, Shavante. How are you? Yes, I am wonderful. I'm super excited to have you tonight. Um, we, I know we've been talking about this for a while, and here we are. So, yes, let's do it. Yes, let's do it. yes. so me and Shavante, just a quick backstory. We've known each other since high school. Yes. I mean, we getting old because that was a while ago, girl. Like, ooh. Anyway. Is it? No, it's not 20 years. It hasn't yeah. been 20. It's almost, though. That's almost. crazy. We but, got, what, three more years? Yeah. And a lot of life has happened, obviously, <clears throat> since then. So we've known each other since high school. We sang in a gospel choir together. She is a soprano, yes. just like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we used to hold it down. <laughs> So that's always like a great time. Uh, Paul's was definitely um, something that was near and dear to my heart and kind of saved me throughout my high school years or whatever. So super appreciative of that community that I built from there. Still talk to, you know, that's pretty much who my friends is from West is people from Paul's. Like, <laughs> so because we have experienced so much life and um, our stories are kind of similar as far as like, you know, Growing up in the church, um, different things like that. And so we both experienced <laughs> a lot of um, good things about church. You know, I appreciate my relationship with God. And, you know, uh, without that foundation, I wouldn't be able to be where I am today. But we also experienced a lot of church hurt okay it's a very real thing people don't like to talk about it everybody just want to sweep it under the rug like it ain't happening but it'll be a lot of broken bruised you know so it's a whole thing it's a whole thing we're gonna start tonight i'm just gonna throw some questions out there because y'all know my segment i got some questions y'all y'all know i stay with the questions but i feel like shavante is gonna answer them throughout her storytelling of her experience of her church hurt um, so this, I just want to put this on the forefront of y'all mind that this is what we're trying to like work through. Okay. We're going to, we're here tonight. This is a safe space. This is a no judgment zone. The real things that are happening within the church to a lot of people. I'm not saying this is everybody experience to each his own, but I know for me and my fellow friends, family and stuff that have experienced church life. This is very much real for us. So here are a few of my questions. First question, who all is being affected by this type of behavior? Okay. Ooh. Second question, what do you do to prevent this from happening? Okay. Third question, when do you say enough is enough? Where do you go after you experience such pain? Fifth question, why would anyone want to hurt you in a place where everyone is hurting? Why? Why? We all here for the same reasons, okay? And the last question, how often does this type, these type of things happen, okay? So those are some questions we plan on answering tonight throughout our conversation. And from that point on, I'm going to go to my next segment, which is this is just my life experience but tonight it won't just be my life experience only this is about Shavante's life experience so Shavante I'm gonna give you the floor to kind of start off the conversation about your experience through this church hurt okay sure well yeah so I'm Shavante um 35 just made 35 in October I'm a mother uh two beautiful girls and um Yes, real, real. So, like, I grew up in church, literally born in church. My grandfather was a preacher. I was on preaching engagements with him. Um, and I loved church at a really early age. And I always knew that I had a relationship with God. Like, mm -hmm. I just knew God talked to me. 
I didn't really fully understand it until getting older. Mm-hmm. But I always knew things before things happened. Wow. I kept like a uh, a diary on mm-hmm. like my whole life, literally. Mm-hmm. If I could go back and find my journals and stuff, it yeah. would be, you know what I'm saying? And things that I felt like God was speaking to me about people dreams like mm-hmm. so it, it was real real for me like, yeah yeah I took a liking a loving to church just because that was something that I was brought up in I grew up under you didn't have no choice but to go to church you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I tried to find a way to you know love it and it just it was there because I think my heart was pure and genuine for God absolutely like, just period mm-hmm. so it's easy to love people when you truly love God. Yes. And that's always been me. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) as I start getting older and now, like, things just start getting weird, you know, like, Mm -hmm. trying to make me cover up. And this is, I shared this in my um, TikTok video from, like, an adult standpoint. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I was facing stuff as a teenager as well. You know, that's when that shame was first being introduced. And I'm not going to lie, I was promiscuous as mm-hmm. a teenager, mm-hmm. which is expected as a, you know, teenage girl. It's exactly. Okay. Exactly. You know I mean? mm-hmm. But um, being that way and trying to hide that and, and being church was really hard. Yeah. Um, because people, I got picked on a lot. Like, oh... You feeling now? You got hips now? That must mean you having sex. Or you doing this or that? Or like just being thrown on the altar because you look a certain way. You know, like mm-hmm. you got to come cast the devil out of you because you can't look like that. You can't dress like that. You can't. You because know I mean? like, because beauty equates beauty right. equates the devil must be in you. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And honestly, the older I got, the stronger that statement that you just made mm. became. So, like, from teen years into adulthood, I had already kind of had a reputation mm-hmm. of being, like, I'll just say it, like a church hope. Mm. Not because I was sleeping around with so many men, you know, in church. Not because I was going after, you know, people's husbands or anything like that. But mm-hmm. really because of my looks. And unfortunately, it's not something that people, you know, want to talk about. But objectification is real. Of women in the church. Objectification overall of women in this world. But in the church, too. When we think about Megan Good's story, Mm. and it breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. Because she married a pastor. Mm -hmm. Who was the nastiest to her? It was of the church women. You know, women sitting right there in the church making her feel like because of her role yes. in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that trips me out about her story, which is why I can connect to her so much. Mm-hmm. She, she is objectified, I feel like, in Hollywood. Like, she's always in a more sexy, you know, sensual type of role as an actress. Yeah. I was shocked. To find out that Megan Good was like celibate, like she had a whole relationship with God, like who mm-hmm. she is. Yeah. Megan loves God. So yeah. Her and her, I mean, I know this is her ex husband now, but mm-hmm. when they shared their story, she was like, no, nah, we weren't having sex. Like mm-hmm. they kept themselves until marriage. But if you're looking at this image of her, of what we see of Megan Good, it's easy to judge her based on that. Yeah. And so I was just like, ooh, like I can identify with. And, you know, kind of like that cruelty that comes really from church women. Yep. Yes. <laughs> a lot of women that were older than me who were very nasty, you know, to me, I, I see their faces, you know, and mm-hmm. I've worked out forgiveness in my heart, but um, that's been a hard, that, that was a hard, <laughs> yeah, that was a hard thing, you yeah. know, so then in my 20s, um, there's this one particular situation. I was like, I'm going to talk about it because it that was, shoot, I don't know how many years, 10 years ago. And I never really got into that. But that one really was the marker of like, kind of like the eye opener, like, wow. Like, I, I never felt like people were after me mm-hmm. as viciously and as much as I was in this one situation. So, um, 
visiting this church with my mom because we had left from another church that dismantled. Mm-hmm. Pastor got caught up in the scandal. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> my mom finds this other church. So me, her, my god sister, we go be like, oh, this is popping. Pastor was definitely much older than me, but I'm still of age because I'm in my 20s. Yeah. And he pursued me. Mm-hmm. He pursued me. But he was single, mm-hmm. so he had a lot of options. Yeah. A lot of options. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of women who claimed that they were protecting him, they were his intercessors. I feel like those women kind of wanted their turn. You know what I'm saying? Or Absolutely. Because he's a pastor. Yeah. So growing up in church culture, yes. it's kind of like the highest. If you become a pastor's wife, like that's mm-hmm. the Gold ticket, like right, you know right. <laughs> Everybody saying. aspires to the power of right. it all, you know. So right. yeah, I'm and be a first lady. Okay, right. <laughs> so he pursued me, and I wasn't looking for no man. Like I just was trying to. This was the first like prophetic culture church, like really heavy that I had stuff put in. I'm like, ooh, that makes sense. Why I dream like this. This mm-hmm. makes sense why this happens to mm-hmm. me, you know. It mm-hmm. kind of was connecting the pieces of who I was. Yeah. But just like, you know, a man saw me, he took interest. Uh basically, long story short, the women there were very cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were older than me. Um, very cool, very nasty. That I got labeled as Jezebel. I got labeled as Delilah. I got labeled as a hoe, baby, everything but a daughter of God, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a daughter of God because they saw how he took to me, but no one knew that behind the scenes, like, he, he was pursuing me, and he had asked my mother, he had asked my parents if he could, you know, pursue me. So, it was a real thing, but he just wasn't honest in his dealings, again, because he had so many options, you know, mm-hmm. so many things. And it was really bad for me. Like, I took the heat for him. I remember this one time I walked in. And it was supposed to be a women's gathering. Maybe it was a trap. <laughs> they did an FAQ section, and the questions were centered around me. So, yeah. For them to like, answer? Huh? For them to answer? Yeah. So, it was like a you write your questions down on this index card, and... The MC is going to read the questions and then anybody can answer. So one of the questions, I will never forget this. One of the questions was, what do you do when there is a woman who is displaying, excuse me, y'all, Jezebelic tendencies and she is willing to get the pastor by any means necessary? Right. And everybody's looking at me. And I'm like, okay. So just that humiliation, like, and that's just, like, one example, you know, of the type of humiliation that I faced in that one situation. Yeah. That happened continually, you know, and it's just like, you know, no, there was a point in my time where I was celibate for five years. I didn't date. Mm-hmm. wasn't have no sex. It wasn't none of that, you know, because I, I literally had gotten terrified into that space. Yeah. Now that I reflect... Because I've been out of the church for a while. Mm-hmm. But now that I've had time to like reflect, look back and heal, mm-hmm. I feel like that was a trauma response. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, right before that, I was told, oh, you need to stay away from married men. I never been with a married man. I never, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't my get down. My mom right. was Yeah. But that it's the assumption that you want right. all the men. You just want to be with anybody. Exactly. And you know where that came from? Because a lot of guys were attracted from me. Exactly. But that ain't your fault. Right. So that means that I have to be doing something to lure them. So that means I got to pray to them well. I got to fast. I got to get on the altar. I got to consecrate. I got to do all this stuff. So I literally was like, I was feared, if you will, Mm -hmm. into celibacy. Because I'm like, you know, at, at that point, I thought something was wrong with me. And I shared this on that TikTok video. I was asking God, like, what's wrong with me? Like, that's really when that I've always dealt with being self-conscious, you know, about my body. I had things about myself that I didn't like, things about myself, just like every other woman. 
Yes. You know, insecurity. So imagine dealing with that plus external shaming because of how I look, you know, and constantly poking at me and uh-uh, we got to get the devil out of you because you too, you too um, happy with people flirting with you. What? <laughs> like, that's literally a natural response. Right. And I can't, so like, I used to hide from guys. I didn't want to be seen. Don't talk to me. Like, I was like, and I used to think that it was a good thing, Portia. I I really did. I'm like, oh, I'm in a good space with God. But it was trauma. That was trauma to cut myself off from men. Is it still going? I'm not saying to not, you know, be celibate or, um, because I think abstinence is a beautiful thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but there are more reasons than to prove some point, you know, that you can be good enough to earn marriage or a husband or something, you know, it, 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 it's way deeper than that. You know what I'm it's saying? way deeper than that. Pause one <laughs> second in your story because I got so many I'm flooded with okay, so many feelings and things. Girl, listen. I just, first of all, like you said with that one instance that happened at the uh, women's gathering and it was all centered around you. When certain things like that happen and I know that he was pursuing you behind the scenes, <clears throat> would you disclose that to him? And then what would his response be? He knew that. He knew that. I don't know what he told those women. Like, if he ever told them to back up off of her. I've been told, like, he used to have people at his house all the time. And uh, one time I was there with my god sister. And someone pulled her to the side. Another woman pulled her to the side. You need to tell her to leave. Because she's here to try to sleep with him and take his glory whole time. All I would say is, you know... It's easy to put, and I've, we've seen this a lot in church. I'm pretty, I say we because I'm pretty sure you've seen this, where men can do things yes. behind their titles, and a woman, innocent or not, she's mm-hmm. still going to catch the blame for that. And see, this is my main problem, Shalante. Like I said, I asked that question, like, why would anyone want to hurt you in a place where everyone is hurting? If we're here to heal, and they compare the church to, like, a hospital. We all sick and we come here to heal and get what we need to be better and live life and blah, 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 blah. Why would y'all think it's okay to, you know, we already as women on this earth have to go through so much in this world. We should even more so because we're coming here as one faith. Be gathering together, trying to encourage each other. Like, I know it's hard out here for us sisters. Man can get away with certain things that we cannot get away with. We have to present a certain way so that we won't be... That's just like blaming a rape victim for being raped. I'm I'm just out here looking cute. I can't help that I'm cute. And he thought he could take advantage of me. Right. But you're going to blame the woman. And that's what society does all the time. So the church, in this instance... You would think that would be a safe haven to be like, I understand people are praying on you. People are going to come for you because you are vivacious and gorgeous and all that type of stuff. Sister, let me help you. Let me tell you to like, stay prayed up. Pray for your protection. Pray God to give you discernment that you're not wasting your time on the wrong man. That's what they should be teaching as the elders of the church. Out of my encounter, I've met hundreds of people, especially at my former church, because it was a bigger church. Mm-hmm. I've met hundreds of people. I can tell you that only a handful have said things like, you know, what you just said. Mm-hmm. Have admonished me and been like, no, mm-hmm. damn, proud for you, babe. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe a good two handfuls. That's it, out of hundreds of people. And that's so sad because, again, we're all here for the same reason, or at least that's what they say, right? Um, We're supposed to be here for the same reasons, but um, the devil go to church too. And just like y'all sitting up here trying to cast out the devil out of me, he up in you. You allow him to use you. But yeah, curves. There's nothing that I can you know do about that. I really thought at one point that something was wrong wrong with with you. you. I, I my journal entries from a couple of years ago will be like, God, like, why would you, okay, you, you, you say that you call me to serve you. You say you call me to ministry to do this and that, mm-hmm. but 
I can't get past how people perceive how I look because that holds me back. Mm. And that, that has happened. I've been in meetings. I've been in settings where leaders have called me out about things in front of people, you know, other leaders who didn't know me, other people who didn't know me to put something in their head about me. It is like, I will never be prosperous here. So when mm. you say like, um, if we're all here for the same thing, a lot of it has to do with ego. No, hello? A lot of it has to do with, oh, you know, people be power tripping. Oh, yeah. Ego, or in my case, just flat out jealousy. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what happened? <laughs> flat out jealousy, mm -hmm. envy, um, and trying to block you, you know what I'm saying, from whatever. Because I'm like, if God gave it to me, how do you feel like you can? Take you can't it. take it. You, you can take sorry. it. Sorry. <laughs> but they, what you, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the spirits that's in them that they're allowing to operate within them that is giving them that boost of, yeah, you can take her power. Let's try to tear her down, you know, because we, they obviously see your gift. They obviously see the glory on you. It's, it's deeper than that. They obviously want to be in your position. So, right. therefore, I'm going to tear you down. I'm going to try to stop you at every cost. I don't care if that means your salvation, your sanity, your mental right. wellness. I don't care about none of that because it's all to benefit me and my ego because I'm trying to be right. where you may be destined right. to be, you know? And it's crazy because a lot of people who did that to me, I felt like they were well off or further along than me. That or crazy part. people in position that I would Mm -hmm. you, why are you so threatened? You know, and I'm a sweetheart. So yes, you are. The image people want to put on me and who I am as a person mm -hmm. do not mesh. Because if you know, I I will give my shirt off my back. Mm -hmm. I'm always making sure my friends are okay. Mm -hmm. Like you reach out, I'm gonna make you laugh. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm gonna encourage you. That's just me naturally. So it, it's unfortunate that a lot of people miss out on a good, on an opportunity to have a good person in their space, somebody who looks out for everybody mm -hmm. because you couldn't get past how I looked. And I say that with 100% confidence now, like, because back then I used, like I said, I used to just feel like something was wrong with me. Like, yeah. oh God, like what am I doing? You know? I, but then the things that I was, hiding from our natural things. So like men being attracted to you, being an attractive female in your 20s and men wanting to pursue you, wanting to pursue you or mm -hmm. going on dates, you know, mm -hmm. and just having that experience. I was robbed of so oh, much oh, in my man. 20s because I was like, no, this is, whatever I'm doing is giving something to make me look bad, to mm -hmm. make me I don't want to be on my pastor's radar, like none of that. Like, let me just be good. But the whole time, I found out uh, once I left church that my pastor wasn't really for me the way that I thought, you know, mm. that he was. He was moving things around. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking he had my back, and it wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't. So that's what I'm a lot of ego, a lot of manipulation. Lot of manipulation. I started reading this book because I'm like, I just, I need to get it, right? Uh, this book called um, The First Shall Be Last. I can get the name mm -hmm. of Arthur, but he talks about how there's so much narcissism present in churches and people that we don't even realize. It is a very heavy read, mm -hmm. like, because he's a psychologist, so he really goes deep. Mm -hmm. But the Reading some of the things that he said, I was like, wow. Like, a lot of people are just egotistic, insecure, jealous people. It is easy to project that onto others. Others, yes. In an attempt to make yourself feel good, look good. And I experienced that a lot. So yes. Church became love because people are full of ego. That part. And hate. And hate. <laughs> they full of hate. Yeah. And well, it's hate about self-hate. That's that's what I was just about to say. 
It's about hating themselves. They can't get past. And that's why they feel like they have to demean you. That's why they feel like they have to, oh, I'm the, I'm the head of this. So this, this is everything. I'm better than you. I can look down on you because I'm the head of this. That's a title, ma'am and sir. What are you talking about? Exactly. Because you ain't got no title worth nothing outside of this church. Your life ain't worth nothing outside of this church. You feel like here's where your power lies. This way I can kind of get off, feed that ego. You know what I'm saying? And get away with it in the name of Jesus. Right. And And that's where that manipulation sits in because when you are under leaders who are telling you all this, this, and this, and God said this, this, and this, you can automatically slip into condemnation, guilt, or shame. Mm. And really, a lot of the times, I'm like, I was carrying shame that wasn't even mine. What is even yours? That people falsely placed on, on you, just landed on you. Yeah. For somebody who is an empath like me, for somebody, yes, who, you know, it, it's easy to try to pick on me and be like, oh, I could, I could just make her feel bad, and that'll yeah. show them. Yeah, yeah, you know. But that's that's another thing. They recognize, they tapped in on your insecurities. They saw, because I'm sure it didn't start off as aggressive as it got, right? But they saw little Lupa, oh, we can get her like this. We can get her like that. Oh, yeah, you know, so they played on your emotions. They played on the things that your insecurities, they played, they saw that you were vulnerable. They saw that. And it was like, we People finished. know that if, if it wasn't up in us, I love God. And like really pour it out. Like we're singers. So I yeah. Amen. I would just be going for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just because I always do. I'm doing what I do at home. I always have that connection with God. So yeah, people can see certain things and be like, oh no, we gotta. It's Shut just, that down. Child, it's a mess. But. <laughs> it is. It's so sad because. At that young age, even when I was a teenager in my young 20s, I was super impressionable, right? Because we're taught when you grow up in church, you aspire to be like some of the other people in the church. And you want to have that respect. And yeah, like you see their aura, you think, but baby, these I don't know about Proverbs 31 women. Ooh. I know a few. I definitely do. But I know more quarrelsome women. I know more envious and jealous women. Mm. I become that more than the Proverbs, Proverbs 31. Ooh, that's deep. Contentious women. Women who, you know, I had a friend. <clears throat> I, she was like a big sister to me. Mm-hmm. There was a guy that came in. Because you know in church, baby, it's one man for every 30. Slim pickings. <laughs> <laughs> it's somebody new. It's somebody new. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that was a very heartbreaking time because 
if I had known she was interested in him, if I had known, you know, that was any, I wouldn't even checking for this dude, I promise you. Mm-hmm. And I would have stepped out of her way and let yeah. her do her thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If it was if it was that bad. Yeah. But I've lost a lot of friendships. I've lost a lot over stupid stuff just because it just was vicious. Couldn't really form relationships with um some of the female leaders like I would have liked to mm-hmm. because of stuff because they were spearheading the hate groups. A mess. So yeah, I instead of I got tired of it. One of your questions was how do you know? I got tired of it. I'm not gonna spend I say this all the time. I gave church like my twenties, my teens and my twenties. They won't touch my thirties. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. like it's a time for me to heal, mm-hmm. to find myself. I gotta heal that girl in my twenties now. Yeah. I gotta find her. I have to redefine who I am and break off these labels, break off these stigmas. People do not realize that that stuff sticks with you. It, it's stuff that affects me to this day. That's a part and of your I'm foundation. Not, yeah, I have to proactively work against stuff. All the time, you know, because that was my environment. That was my reality. That was implanted in you all those years. And you said that you um, you got tired. What did you get tired after your five years of trauma, celibacy, Mm -hmm. abstinence? (laughs) Because I felt like this, even at that time, it still continued on, and I like was. It couldn't be no more obvious that I was single. Mm-hmm. Just like not even look. I didn't want to be caught in the hallway and have a conversation with nobody because that would get back. Then I'm pulled in the meeting getting grilled. You know what I'm saying? Or a delivery session being scheduled for me because what what is you doing? You so know? it never but stopped. It, it never stopped. No, there's some big lie or rumor. I remember this one woman we had a. Um, I can't remember if it was like a, a Bible study. Then we had like prayer afterwards. I just went up for prayer, you know, whatever. Um, she stopped in the middle of her prayer. It was cool at first. God love you. You're just so beautiful. But God said, that man you seeing ain't your husband. And when you stop seeing him, then your real husband gonna come. Baby, I ain't seen that nobody in three years. What are you talking about? So you know that was something planted. Like labels. Yeah. All of that. And I I was so heartbroken. Like it shouldn't have hurt my feelings the way it did, but I'm just like, I can't get out of this. Like why shouldn't it? Like you had so much trauma on trauma on trauma. Like, of course any little thing related to that is going to hurt you. And get this, I leave church, start because you know they don't want you to talk about church hurt. Like, no, they don't. Anything. And that's no, what I'm, I'm here for here today. Church. I'm here for it today. Right. Come <laughs> over here. Like that. That's a forbidden thing. All right. But I'm like, why not have certain conversations so we can know how to heal this area <laughs> so that the church can be better? That's what, and that's the point. That's the point. It's not to shine a light and be like, don't go to church, people, because right. this can happen. No, it's to be realistic about church being a place just like any other place on this earth that is a potential of something like this happening and be mindful of it before it happens to you or before it takes. Don't be so impressionable to the point that you don't know God yourself. First of all, let's be clear. And that wasn't until I got older that I realized, like me having my own relationship with him, I don't have to base it off what my pastor say. I don't have to base it off what my Sunday school teachers say. I mean, yes, those moments they were teaching when they was actually teaching from the word was good, but I can't lean and depend on everything they say because they're human just like I am. So some of their things are going to be tailored. To what yeah. their liking is and what they want you to do and what they it's all a part of it's, right. it's manipulation within that too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but I used to take it to heart, like everything, like I don't want to disappoint my pastor. Right. She human. Right. What about God? 
We don't care about discipline. God see you when you over there busting it wide open for a real nigga. Like, but you don't want to. You don't want your pastor to find out. Like, let's like make it make sense. Honestly, saying that that statement says a lot. Yes. They not. They want to present it such. Idolize, you know, to the we're not really there for God. No, because that wouldn't even be a thing. You would. It wouldn't be so many people. Exactly. It wouldn't be so many people willingly being used by the devil to tear down another. If is that of God? Jesus talked about it all the time. You cast the for whoever can cast the first star. He's did parable after parable showing about judging each other. Yet y'all feel like it's y'all authority to judge somebody. Call meetings, right. gather together, talk behind backs, spreading rumors. Is that of God? Jesus see you. He sees you doing all of this. But y'all don't care That's about that. Say, they're not there for that. You're they're not there, there for the real other, reason. You know, uh, clicks and yeah, yes. The real meaning, the real reason why we should be there, you're really not there for. You're there, like I said, you're there to, like you said, feed your ego because this is where you feel the most welcomed at or belong belonging to. Maybe you don't have no belonging outside of this, but here is where you feel like you belong within mess. That's crazy. Like on Twitter, somebody said there is no love like Christian hate. Woo! Right, that's what I said. I said, ooh. That's so... There's no love like Christian hate. And that's all Jesus was. Love. That's why I don't understand, and this is a whole other episode we'll get to it when we get to it, <laughs> but I don't understand the church and I was taught as well to like being um, homosexual is a bad thing. I don't understand how the church can hate a group of people right. based on their sexual orientation. And you right up in here as the pastor, I got deacons that's sleeping with the young women in the church. Right. And know about it. And know about it. And they able to stay in their position. And they able to, but you'll cast down the women. You'll right. tell me my skirt too short before right. you check that man for his inappropriate like behavior. Too much this or that. I used to get in trouble for him. I could never wear my hair like this. I said, you gotta wear your hair blonde like that? Oh yeah, it was bad. Baby, I could never go to a church like that. I know. None of that. All of that. All of that. No, I just want to look cute. Why I can't love myself? Why I can't be cute for me? Why I got to be doing it for a man? Stuff like this is a big deal for me because I've been conditioned. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Tone down. Don't be seen. Yeah. What a hoe look like, though? He don't. There's so many things that he could be worried and concerned about versus how I look. Hello? I mean, and God created me this way in his likeness and in his image. And if he made me this fine, so be it. Period. That's my thing. God made me sexy. And Period. I'm like, I love this space that I'm in now because I'm really embracing that. Like, like I said, I have to heal the woman in my 20s. Mm. And I'm like, I'm owning that. Like, God made me sexy. He made me voluptuous. Mm-hmm. He made me beautiful. That was no mistake. Someone said, oh, but why you were shaping in your mother's womb God knew you so that means that he didn't make a mistake when he didn't make a mistake and so for all the years that I spent being shameful of how I look I just feel like God was like baby why like I made you that way right Mm -hmm. just own that and be Mm -hmm. confident you Mm -hmm. know in that be okay with your difference be okay with the way that I made you beautifully wonderfully fearfully like it wasn't no mistakes None. But you know what? I didn't catch that until I had to come away, you know, from church. And that was hard because it's like, when I left church, I was called even more of a witch. Mm-hmm. Even more of a... I just, people are so nasty portion. It's okay. I know. 
I know. Because they rather the the judgment was worse. Yeah. When I decided to leave, but when nobody's reaching for me. Mm. That's the thing. Like nobody, how can you see? Nobody reached for me. Nobody. That was the plan. To tear you the first, And that's something that I had to come to terms with is maybe they were doing all of that to push me out. Mm-hmm. You know. But you can't push me out of God. And, and this is the thing. It wasn't about God. influence in areas and impacting areas more outside of church than I have on the inside. And God is on me like, what I put in you is what I gave to you. Period. You nobody can take that away. So people be struggling mm-hmm. when they see a TikTok video went viral. When they see hundreds of women in my comment section. I went through that too. Oh my God. Somebody told me that they were suicidal because of the things that they went through. And I can identify with that because that's why I was questioning God so much. Like, mm-hmm. why would you make me like this? Like, these people hate me. This is this is terrible. Then the church people tell me, oh, you just got to pick up your cross and bear it. But no, why does, why does it have to come at the expense of my confidence, my the way that I see myself? So yeah, that that portion of it that people they just throw stones, throw stones, throw stones, but wasn't nobody reaching though. Let's have a real conversation. Hello. And I said that in one of my videos, and people didn't like that. But that's okay. Because you keep tabs on me to make yourself feel good. That part. Now I'm not in the position, right? So mm-hmm. now you can have all the stuff like you can have all the shine, you can have the stage, baby, but Reality sits in. I'm like, hey, wherever she goes, she's going to make an impact. It does not matter because that's just on the inside of me. So once I start realizing that, like, their opinions and stuff don't matter as it much, don't. you it know, don't. as it used to because it's just in me. It, it, you got it, you got it. You, you know? got it, you got it. And that's why I'm saying it was so much deeper than them not liking your appearance. Right. It was more about what they saw in you people can see something in you that you don't even see in yourself most times and they are intimidated they are threatened all those things like you said they saw what god had placed in you and they allowed those negative spirits to come in them to try to stop what god had destined for you but little did they know that you didn't need their platform you didn't need their they pull pit. You didn't need they none of that to still be able to be utilized by God. And I feel like it's more pure when you're in that space because you're not doing it to for accolades or you know what I'm saying. You kind of get sucked into that whole. Oh, I pray good. I you know I yes. don't have that now. Like be like, oh my God, like difference like just it's just in me and i think that that's more pure i'm not saying that like praying and all of that like no no no. no 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 i'm not saying that the it's the performance piece not, but when you're doing it for performance and really to make a name for yourself are you really who are you really impacting exactly and that's that's what it when you said that prayer hmm. i <laughs> i was okay, yeah, <laughs> Listen, I was ordained to be a deacon. Wow. I never got ordained. So you and that's the thing too I wanted to say. I've never been ordained. Mm. And the hell that I went to, it, it was like I was just fighting to be myself. Because I never had an ordination. I was never nobody leader. There was one point where I was in um in youth ministry, but that wasn't like ordination, it was more volunteer. Mm-hmm, so I was mm-hmm. a volunteer leader mm-hmm. but as far as like an official title stamp into mm-hmm. have gone through what i did mm-hmm. was crazy because you would have thought i had a title you would have thought I was no like, they were stopping all that they were stopping all of that i was uh, <laughs> so when i was ordained or whatever I, I knew that um on certain sundays i would have to pray i think it was first sundays i would have to pray as a deacon amongst the other deacons like in this old season deacons up there okay and people love like i was one of the people before i became a deacon like i love when this deacon pray mm-hmm. right. you get caught up in all that girl i would be at home practicing my prayers okay oh yeah practicing it's the perform it's perfecting the performance 
but not actually living the life that for me. Okay, I, I ain't speaking to nobody else's experience. Right. Because I'm, I'm not here to judge people. I'm not here to judge people, but I'm, we focus more in the church on perfecting the performance of it all. Because you right up in this church performing and acting like you so love God and you're doing all these right. things and you get right downstairs, not even leave, leave out the sanctuary and you cussing somebody out. Make right. it make sense. Right. Where is the applying? Right. Where Where's the applying of what you've learned or what you're teaching or what you're bringing? Like what? Like right. your lifestyle ain't lining up. Right. Absolutely. I've seen that girl so much. <laughs> it's, it's, and again, this is not a judgment. Right. It's not a it because I feel like you really can miss the blessing in doing the hard work. That, you know, I also feel like this, that a lot of people are looking for identity in church. I definitely was one of those yes. looking for identity or to recreate an image of myself so much so that I really lost myself. Mm. You know, so I see that a lot. I think a lot of people need therapy to learn like who they are. Like, like we mm-hmm. we can't keep casting that. Well, I don't do it anymore because I'm not in church. But mm-hmm. casting out devils, praying a thousand times, deliverance. Hey, that's cool. But those are like short term fixes to the real rooted issues. I've seen people who are worse off. Hmm. And I'm not even in church. But it's because I've taken time to work on my heart and my mind mm-hmm. and to see things from a different perspective. That's why I don't hate church people. I don't hate. No. Um, there was a point where I did because I went through a situation with a crazy psychopathic prophetess that literally almost, that, that was going to be the thing that made me hate church forever. Mm. Like. That was going to be the thing, but I saw where, like, the devil was really working um, in her and in that. And uh, God is faithful. I'm just going to say that because your girl would have been in jail. Woo! Damn. It was that bad. Yeah. And using God, she was able to weasel her way. Mind you, this was out of church. Mm-hmm. I'm out of church now. Like, so I'm just out here. Right. <laughs> Sorting through my church hurt. Mm-hmm. And she that she was aware of that. I shared things with her. I you know what I'm saying? I think she a leader. Like, you know, I shared things with her and she used the things that I shared with her against me. She connected with people from my former church in an attempt to turn them away from me. I don't know if they succeeded or not. Um, or if she succeeded or not. Mm-hmm. And because I don't really keep in touch with a lot of people anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, a personal decision to just cut it off. Cut ties. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it was real bad. It's just prophetess. It's a lot of self-proclaimed, self-titled, self-whatever. People want to advance certain people because of popularity or I like this person, oh, okay. so I'm going to put you in this position. That does not mean a thing. Again, I have no heaven or hell to put nobody into. I ain't here to judge nobody. I don't know if you heard the voice of the Lord and he told you to go preach and teach his word. I don't know. That ain't my right. place to figure it out. But if your spirit, if your spirit is not in alignment with the God that I know, the okay. God that I read about, the God that right. has shown himself to me, then right. I don't need to be mixing my spirit with you. Because I'm not no. here to be faking the funk. I'm not here for that any longer. Okay? Right. Before in my past, I was trained or conditioned to look at things and respect this and you know whatever but the more and more I start seeing through the cracks I was like this y'all human just like me like what is we talking right. about here like y'all ain't doing right all the time right. like like let's be real like so if we would just on so much shame yeah to, who, what, to, what? to who and perfect people hello Why people just like me People, maybe your stuff not on display. Maybe everybody's not gossiping about you and what you got going on, but you're just as flawed as me, and that's why you judge the way that you do. Yeah. Because you're just as flawed as me. So sometimes I feel like you have to come out of certain environments to mm. be objective and to 
really heal. I really do think, you know, so I, I feel bad for a lot of people now. I just, yeah. Even the woman who was, like, really vicious, like, you know, and attacking me, I I feel bad for her because mm. I will never know that level of hate. And I thank God every day. Yeah. And for the people who were my offenders, like repeat offenders, what I call them, I would never know that level of hate. And I feel so bad for them because it's like, how, you, how did that happen? Right. Like, what happened to you? I'd be curious. Like, what happened to you that you got, somebody did something to you. Somebody said something to you about you and you never healed from that. That part. Instead of breaking that cycle, you project it yep. you know. Hurt people, hurt so, people. Hurt I feel bad for a lot of people, whereas before I was so angry and so, like, confused, like, trying to figure out what I did wrong, and it was it was never about me. It wasn't. It's, it's so sad, um, and what, I mean, what I think could prevent it, like you said, if we had more people that was willing to pull you up out of there, like, or just yeah. come towards you and say, Hey sister, I know this is going on. It's okay. Like we gonna right. you gonna make it through this. We have more people in the church willing to see instead of believing what other people are saying, but willing to see and wanting to help. Really help. Like that's what we're here for. We that's that's the whole point of congregating. And like right. um, somebody had asked me before, like, you don't feel no type of way about not belonging to a church now? Like you you shouldn't forsake the um what they say, the gathering yeah, of the, the assembly of the people. But if the people is corrupt, I'm protecting my peace. I'm protecting my spirit. I'm protecting my family and what I'm trying to build over here. We know Jesus. We talk to him every day. Hey, boo, that's we we here. I don't need to come there to be subjected to such things. I don't right. no longer. I'm not in that space in my life anymore. I'm I don't need to belong in right. that space. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. And I still have a relationship with him. I and he's, that I did, yeah. And I was like, girl, why would you why did you why? Why? <laughs> That's it. I'm going to go into another decade of my life with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe catch me at 40, 50. I don't know. But like I said, I've experienced, like you were saying, I've experienced God. I feel like real relationships. Mm. I see so differently now. Yes. Like, Whereas I used to be judgmental or yes. criticize. I have so much compassion now. Yes. You know? And. It really takes a work because that's really sad to say that I had to come from church in order to see certain things, realize, you know, certain yeah. things. Like, yeah. It is what it is. And I got past that feeling of shame about she not in church. It was leaders telling people don't listen to her when she's saying certain things. Baby, I'm not out here trying to lead nobody church. I don't want nobody ministry. I don't want none of that. Like, I just want to live in my truth. That part. That part. Live in my truth. And you're not going to take it from me. You don't have that. Because they do something wrong. Like, exactly. They know. Yeah. They know. They know. They know what they did. They know. You know, oh, and she's still trying to be prosperous. Like, right. she's still out here thriving. Yes, I am. Big time. I am. There were so many doors that opened that, like, I struggled in church. Mm -hmm. with, like, certain things, and it just kind of, like, flowed back to back to back. And that's not the first time I've witnessed that. Like, I've seen people say, like, baby, I left and my life went up, like, <laughs> massively. It's like, because... It's like oppression almost. Yes, bondage. Mm -hmm. It's the bondage of it all. Like break free. When you break free, you like, oh, it's a whole nother 
thing out here that feels good and that's peaceful and no confusion and all of those things. But while you was in the midst of it, you couldn't see no way out. You, I would never leave my. I would never leave. The fear tactics. Yes. Right. All you leave the life on sale. Uh, the devil is gonna be attacking you all the time, this and that, or like in my case, you gonna turn into a witch. But but I'm in church and y'all calling me a witch. That like, part. So which one is? Which it? one is it? I'm damn if I do and I'm damn if I don't. Okay. <laughs> it don't even matter. Like, so should I just not exist? Like, right. I'm should I just go off myself? Would that make y'all happy? <laughs> right. Like I don't know what to do. Like. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Damn. But yep. you just have to live for yourself. I remember like when I left, first left, I was so scared. So I went to counseling. Mm-hmm. And lady, the counselor was like, just jump off the porch. I'm like, what you talking about? She's like, you're like a child standing on the porch. You want to jump so bad. Just, just jump. jump. Porch just and jump. live your life. What's the worst that can happen? You get out here and be like, all right. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or you can go and live your life for yourself. Yeah. And see that it's the best decision you ever made for yourself. Yeah. Like you don't know until. So that's another piece. It's like I feel like it for me personally, mom like I don't know, something with the way that I process in my mind kind of was stunted. Mm-hmm. Because like we said before, always having to that thought of let me please my past and let me make sure I'm not doing this or that. Mm-hmm. Make sure I got approval. That was my big thing. Mm-hmm. Everything had to be approval. Is this okay? Da, 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 da. It like stunted my growth. Mm-hmm. I feel like in my ability to make decisions and deal with the consequences, good or bad. Yeah, that's just a part of decision making. It's a part of critical thinking. Yes, but I feel like a part of that got stunted. Yeah, because. It was just so doused in like religion or tradition. Tradition. They take that power. What happens? They take that power away from you to have that free will that God already gave you. How you gonna take something from me? God already gave me. But no, you. you, It's conditional. Yeah, it's conditional. It's only you only can you can have free will, but you got to right. do it like this. And if you don't right. do it like this, then you ain't gonna be able to do this. And if you right. don't do it like this, then I, I, you know, it's always it's God's love ain't conditional. That's why I didn't never understand like y'all preaching one thing, y'all telling me about how His love is, but then you displaying another thing. It's That's like thing. it's confusion. It's like right. I don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. I definitely identify with that because that's why I was just like, okay, let me just, I have to get out and just, things have to make sense for me. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> let me go make sense of my life, who I am, who God is to me. Mm-hmm. It, it's been a, it's been a journey. It really has, but I'm, I'm thankful for the space that I'm coming into now. Yeah. Because they'll see this video, they watch everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Keep on they watching. Keep on. Hey, y'all. They watch everything that I do. Hey, boo. <laughs> She's still thriving. Don't listen to people who left church. Whatever, baby. Do what, do what you gotta do. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like, if we only are concerned about people in church, who's saving the world? Hello? 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 And I have a big heart for the world. That part. I, I really do. That part. I haven't been hard for the world just because what about them? Like, yeah, <laughs> there are people just like us. Like, mm-hmm. and I really don't feel like there should be any separation. It's that's what I'm saying. It's the oh Jesus, it, it's the separation with even in the denominations and all that type of stuff. Like, right. that ain't how are we? Messed up at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you go to what? It's so confused. Oh, you Baptist? Mm-mm, y'all ain't really say. based on your titling of me like isn't salvation basically just accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior but because I'm Baptist with it 
Right. Oh, you ain't really saved. Y'all ain't really right. doing it right. right. Y'all wearing red lipstick? Girl, bye. Right. Y'all ain't mm, y'all ain't gonna make it into heaven. Y'all wearing ripped jeans over there? That was a thing of mine. Ripped jeans. Or you, everybody, everybody wearing ripped jeans. Or you wear pants. <laughs> period. In the sanctuary. You Y'all wearing pants? Right. Y'all talking before oh, the church in pants? Ooh, child, y'all going to hell. Line here, like them kids that come up to the, the black kids that come to the track meets and stuff with dreads. Right. Now we got to cut. This is what I'm saying. It's just, it's you know, a mess. Course, a lot of stuff with me, I have a mindset that's always like generational. So I don't like Mm-hmm. I don't want them to experience what I did in church. So I think a part of me leaving is to protect them. You know, that was a rough decision because, like, we were always taught, you're going to be in church because who, you know, you're not going to survive outside of church. You know what I'm saying? Or it's a sin. That's the forbidden thing. Yeah. Do that. But, like, there are, like, even in terms of me and my mom's relationship. Mm. I love my mom. I do. I know she watched this. Yeah. It's no shade. It's no nothing. No. I think a lot of our relationship was impacted by religious stuff. Mm. So I have the opportunity now with my oldest to do things differently. And I love that. I love that because I I don't have that religious approach to our relationship. And I, you know. Yes. That's that's so real, cause that's that's why I'm saying we we in alignment here because that was so my thing when I was um taking my oldest to church with me, mm-hmm. and um I was seeing how things was going and all this type of stuff, and I just I wasn't settled in my spirit. I couldn't explain it fully at the time, right. and even me trying to tell. I love singing in church. I want to be here. I want to be doing all the things and stuff, but they not right. right. And again, this is not a judgment. This is right. what, it's an observation of it's it's, it's toxic. It's they don't have yeah, uncomfortable. It's it yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, judgment or anything. It's no it's judgment. Just, it's just... It's, you can't be a facilitator of abuse and then not want to face those that you abuse. Exactly. And I think that's why I went through what I went exactly. through because once I started talking, baby, mm-hmm. I was shocked to have gone viral. I was shocked to wake up and there was hundreds of comments of women saying like, they did it to me. And when I went to a lot of these women pages, a lot of them flipped. So now they're witches. You know, mm. they're actively into spiritualism. No judgment for me, mm-hmm. right? You got to do what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. That works for them. Hey, I don't have any judgment. But I was like, this is, it was such a burden. Yeah. A like, I wept for a few days. Mm-hmm. I didn't even sign into, I had to sign out. Because the comments kept coming. Notifications kept coming. It was so overwhelming. Mm. See? And women just saying, like, thank you for sharing your story because I felt forgotten. Mm. I didn't think anybody else went through something like this. Mm-hmm. They made me feel like I was the only one. I'm like, that's how uh-huh. I'm the only one, you know? Yep. So, you put your outcast because you right. decided to use so your own crazy. brain. And Ooh, because they don't want you to set free others they don't want you to give a voice to the voiceless they don't want you to awaken something and people are like wait that's happening with me i didn't know that 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 this was right wrong i didn't know that this feeling but like i said your spirit is going to be uneasy because it's not right and if you're not paying attention to your spirit and you're still in the midst of it's just because you're choosing again that free will comes in you're choosing to still be there 
But I was listening to my body. I was listening to my spirit. I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't raise my baby in it. I don't want her to grow up with this, this hurt, this pain. I don't want her to grow up being judged and yeah, being judged or mistreated because whatever. Like it just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make, and I stopped. I stopped. But um, I know that that was hard. It was. It was because it's a tradition of it all. Against, yep. All that you, you know, been taught in your tradition. And it's not that. It really is okay to question what you believe. It's yes. okay to challenge what you believe. Yes. And if it does not align with your personal core values, your boundaries, yes. you know, who you are as a person, mm-hmm. it is okay to remove whatever does not align. Yep. It's okay. It but is a lot what of it is. Don't have Outcast too. You don't want to be on the guilty. Yep. If you didn't say something, if you didn't do something to help. So yes. Listen, we're gonna get more into your purpose point that you felt like you've hit in your life in this part two. So we're gonna end this episode because we don't went be jaded and flash. We're gonna uh, definitely tap more into this purpose point now that this journey has now taken you to in your life okay in this new decade of your life okay but before we go i just want to share um my last segment um speak life okay so um in this segment is where i leave you with a call to action for yourself not just for you but for me as well okay um whether it's an affirmation scripture or quote so i'll leave you with these words to hold on to until next time So it's an affirmation for today, everybody, all right? The affirmation is, I am worthy of loving and being loved even when I am hurting. You heard it, you say it, you write it down, and remind yourself to speak it and make it happen. Because child, life be life in us all. Catch us on part two and hear the rest of Shavante's wonderful story, (laughs) y'all. Thank y'all.